It's time to go team by team. Break down some players for fantasy using all the tools available. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. My apologies for letting it run a little bit long. I uh, took way too big of a sip of coffee and uh, started kind of choking, Uh, so I needed a couple extra seconds to get going here. Oh, my God. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Uh, we are going to start looking at team-by-team team breakdowns here. Um, boy, oh boy, where are we starting? We're starting with the Arizona Cardinals this week, uh, today. My bad. Uh, what is today, the 14th of June? Good God, my brain is every fucking where. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we're going to look at we're gonna look at the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to go through the strength of schedule. Uh, and go team by team on the um what we see for the opponent's defenses. Uh, so we have the, I have the depth charts up. Um, it'll take me a second to kind of go, you know, get back and forth, and then we'll look at the ADP for our players on that team. And we're gonna stay specific to the Arizona Cardinals. We'll have a different podcast for each team. So <clears throat> this is really kind of the test podcast. I don't know how long this is going to actually take. I'm hoping it's going to be no more than 45 minutes, but uh, kind of is what it is. So we're going to get going here. Um, if you have not listened to podcast 231, that is the one where we actually go through the spreadsheet. I'm hoping I covered pretty much all the bases on there. Um, if anything should be able to hit most of it on the following podcast as we go uh, for about the next month or so. Um, Try to have one out each day. Uh, May skip out on doing, like, say, a Saturday one or a Friday one. But I got to get them all in. Got to get them all in. Going on vacation here in a little over four weeks. So um, I want to get these all kind of pounded out uh, in time for the actual, you know, 
fantasy official fantasy football uh, season to kind of begin, which is usually like July 1st is technically kind of the day. But let's get in here. Let's look at the Arizona Cardinals schedule. Let's take this by quarter. So we're going to start with the first four. So we're looking at the, at the Titans versus the Vikings at Jaguars and at the L.A. Rams. So we're going to start here in Tennessee. I need to pull up my Tennessee chart. Nice if I was here. Um, so we're looking at Tennessee Titans in total defense. They are twenty nine. They were they were twenty ninth in the league. We're going to see uh, if they've done any additions, subtractions. If they've gotten better, or worse at certain positions. Uh, so last season they ended up being sixteenth in DVOA versus the rush, thirtieth versus the pass. Very weak secondary. Fifteenth uh, in the league versus the wide receiver one. Nineteenth versus the wide receiver two. Uh, eighth versus wide receiver plus. It's kind of neither here nor there because um, they don't really don't have a third wide receiver. To be completely honest with you, thirty uh, second versus the tight end, which is going to be null and void really for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, and then twenty second versus running back in the passing game. So, um, take a look at the Tennessee Titans defense. They're okay in the front. Uh, Danico Autry. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons up front, Tier Tart right in the middle. Uh, Tart is really kind of the weakest link right there. So let's take a look at the linebackers as far as the running backs are concerned. Uh, they did bring in Bud Dupree. We're going to have to see what happens uh, with that ACL injury uh, coming over from Pittsburgh, see if he's ready to go. That's going to be kind of a key cog here. Otherwise, you're going to have uh, Olsun Kami, <laughs> oh, it's a Kanemi. Uh, yeah, that's that's the name. Uh, he would be the primary backup to Bud Dupree if he's not ready to go to start the season. Otherwise, they could bring Derek Roberson over from the strong side. Uh, Harold Landry the third uh, should be all right on the other side. Uh, Rashawn Evans and Jay on Brown in the middle. They're okay. They should be pretty decent versus uh, the running backs. You'd also have uh, Amani Hooker up there at the strong safety position to kind of fill fill in there. Uh, Secondary-wise, you're going to have Janoris Jenkins comes over from New Orleans. Uh, the rookie Caleb Farley, if he's ready to go, uh, would man the other side. Otherwise, it could actually bring up uh, Breon Borders. Uh, up from the slot, and then just have Christian Fulton in there as the slot corner. Um, they can also go into the dime. If they go into the dime back, uh, package two, they probably would bring in Matthias Farley uh, along with free safety Kevin Bayard. So secondary is still, still not there. Um, you know, basically right now you you would just not attack Janoris Jenkins, so we'd really have to see how that lines up in the season. So this looks pretty stout. Um, looks pretty good, pretty even across the board. Not really anything that much has changed on here. So I think we're good with the Titans there. All right, let's take a look at the Vikings. No, we're going to take a look at the Vikings defense. Uh, Vikings defense is one that I'm really kind of on as far as for a seasonal. Uh, they should be pretty damn good and improved uh, as long as their secondary kind of steps up here. 
Uh, total defense, 18th in the league versus the rush, 30th versus the rush. Pay attention to that one. That one should change. Uh, 14th versus the pass, 28th versus the wide receiver, 1, 9th versus the wide receiver, 2. 22nd versus the wide receiver plus, 6 versus the tight end, and 3rd versus running backs in the passing attack. So across the front, they're going to have Stephen Weatherly, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce coming. <laughs> oh, Michael Pierce is going to be really good for them uh, as long as he stays healthy. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and Daniil Hunter. Daniil Hunter was uh, injured as well. So that front four is actually really, really good. Now, move back into the linebacker position. You have uh, Nick Vigil, Eric Hendricks, and Anthony Barr there. Anthony Barr being the lowest rated of the three, but come on, man. It's, it, anybody who you know watches the NFC North you know, games, uh, Anthony Barr is he's a hell of a linebacker. Safety positions, you're looking at Xavier Woods and Harrison Smith back there, so they should be really good in the safeties. Um, your corners, you're going to have the newly acquired uh, Patrick Peterson from Arizona. Yeah, he's getting old, but he's a lot better than what the fuck they had. Uh, right now, uh, they did sign Bashad Breland over from Kansas City. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Um, I have him backing up Patrick Peterson right now, but he most certainly can move back into the secondary either as a nickel or a dime. Um, that's kind of how the Packers used him when, when they had him too. Uh, Cameron Dantzler on the other side. Uh, God, these guys are really interchangeable. And then Jeff Gladney actually um, is in the slot. So you're two rookies from last year. Um now we gotta we gotta pay attention. I believe Gladney is still up for possible suspension or uh, 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 being cut actually because of uh, 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 domestic uh, domestic assault. I believe was the thing. So that could be actually why they brought in Bashad Breeland because they can move him back with uh, Mackenzie Alexander back into the slot and dime areas. So that'll be interesting. They're going to be pretty damn good. They're going to be pretty damn good as long as their offense keeps uh, everybody off, you know, keeps the defense off the field as much as possible. Keep them fresh. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So uh, versus the rush, that is going to drop. Your total defense is also going to drop in here. Uh, versus the wide receiver one, most people will not attack Patrick Peterson, uh, even though I have said in the past that we will use elite wide receivers um, in DFS for uh, 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 GPPs uh, because every once in a while you will get that elite wide receiver that just torches the shit out of him. So uh, that's going to get a lot better. Jaguars, oh, my God. This is still going to be kind of a clusterfuck here. So uh, across the front, you got uh, Kavion Chasson, uh, Davon Hamilton, Malcolm Brown, and Josh Allen. It's a pretty damn solid front four. Uh, and linebackers, you got Miles Jack, Joel Schobert, uh, Damian Wilson. So it's a little bit weak with uh, Schobert and Wilson in there. <clears throat> uh, and then you have Gerard Wilson and Rayshon Jenkins uh, in your secondary. So they have gotten a little bit better in their run defense, um, at least from their personnel, <laughs> and maybe if I actually you know went through this. So their total defense was 31st in the league. 
24th versus rush, 31st versus pass, 19th versus the wide receiver one, 5th versus wide receiver two, 28th versus wide receiver plus, 30th versus the tight end, uh, 16th versus the running back in the passing game. So, um, man, I I think a lot of people are going to try and attack the Jaguars early, and I don't know if that's really a good idea. Uh, secondary is still kind of a little bit weak. Now, they did bring in Shaquille Griffin over from uh, Seattle. Uh, drafted Tyson Campbell with the first pick of the second round out of Georgia. Uh, he should actually take the other side and bump C.J. Henderson out of a starting spot. Uh, and then you have Trey Herndon in the slot. So Trey Herndon actually might be the guy that we would want to attack in three wide receiver sets on, in the in the nickel. So... Uh, that's probably still a little bit more what I'm looking at. They got a little bit better, but I don't know if they're still going to be terrific. If you're going to attack them, it's probably going to be early rather than later because this could be a defense that's actually on the come up. We'll have to see. So now we got our fourth game versus the Rams, so we need to pull them up. And let's do that. Let's do that. All right, so the Rams, very stellar defense. They should be really good again this year. Uh, end of the year, total defense, fourth overall in the league, third versus the rush, fourth versus the pass, uh, 13th versus the wide receiver one, number one versus the wide receiver two, 14th versus wide receiver plus, 10th versus tight end, seventh versus running back. So no real areas of weakness. Let's see if anything has changed, uh, and it has not. Um except for one spot we will get to. Uh, across the front, you're going to have Sebastian Joseph Day, Ashawn Robinson, uh, both pairing, uh, pairing up, teaming up with Aaron Donald, uh, the All-Pro. In your linebackers, you're going to have Okbonaye, uh, Okorunquo. <laughs> I, I fucked it up. I, I don't know it. Uh, Troy Reeder, Micah Kaiser, and Leonard Floyd. Uh, so basically the same linebacker group as last year. Uh, and then in your for your safeties, you're going to have Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp back there again. Um, actually, Jordan Fuller moves up, my bad, because uh, John Johnson, the free safety, actually moved on to Cleveland. But um, they're so stacked. They're so stacked with this team that... Um, I don't think it's really going to matter because they'll be able to cover up for it. So Jalen Ramsey at the one corner spot, Darius Williams at the other, just like last year. The one spot that we might be able to attack is now in that slot against uh, David Long. Um, Just not a guy uh, that's going to live up to uh, Troy Hill, who actually took – who had that spot last year. He moved on to Cleveland. Uh, very good move for Cleveland. So David Long might be the guy, the wide receiver plus. Maybe we can take a shot in there. Uh, but overall, probably we're just passing on the Rams for, like, say, def- uh, DFS purposes. So uh, first quarter rankings. Let's take a look here. I need to highlight them. So based on schedule, just based on schedule alone, would be the 23rd uh, 23rd hardest schedule in the league. Uh, defensive rank for the quarter, 26, 
26 hardest uh, schedule for the first quarter uh, in total defense. 23rd versus the rush. This is just the quarter, okay, the first four games. 25th versus the pass. 21st versus wide receiver ones. Uh, second versus wide receiver twos, so that's a stay-away spot. Uh, versus wide receiver plus, 22nd. That's pretty much only for DFS. I doubt we'd ever mess with that for seasonal. 25th versus tight end. Good thing they have no tight end. Fifth versus the running back in the passing game. So decent for the running game. Not so good for the running back in the passing game. Um, we're not going to move on to those. We'll talk about the defenses. But uh, So what are we looking at here? So we're saying that our running backs are good. Uh, quarterback, very good. Can run but doesn't want to run. Uh, 21st versus wide receiver one, so that would be DeAndre Hopkins right there. Uh, wide receiver two, that would be A.J. Green. That would be a hard pass. Um, 22nd for the wide receiver plus. You're really not going to mess around with uh, tertiary wide receiver, so we'll save that for DFS. Uh, tight end, doubt we're using either Daryl Daniels or Max Williams at tight end. So that is that. Now we look at weeks five through eight. So we're going to look at our second quarter. Uh, opponents here those would be the 49ers at the cleveland browns versus the texans and versus the packers <clears throat> so we start with the 49ers 16th in total defense dvoa 7th versus the rush 20th versus the pass 21st versus the wide receiver one 12th versus wide receiver two 25th versus the wide receiver plus 11th versus the tight end and 28th versus the running back in the passing game so getting a little bit easier for this running back crew so let's take a look at the 49ers because they're quite interesting um we look at the defense we look at the front four uh nick bosa dj jones javon kinslaw and eric armstead uh nick bosa was a huge loss for them earlier uh last year so the front four as long as they can stay healthy very very good um, move back into the linebacking crew, and you got Drew Greenlaw, Fred Warner in the middle, and Aziz El Shaher. Uh, pretty, pretty stable linebacking core. And then you have Jimmy Ward and Jakiski Tart uh, backing them up in the safety position. So I do believe that this rush defense is actually going to be a lot uh, even better. I mean, they were still good. They were still good, but uh, I think it can be even better. They can make it into that top five. Now we look at the secondary. You'd have Emmanuel Mosley right now, uh, Jason Verrett on the other side. Jason Verrett very much man. I got to hand it to Jason Verrett. He's battled injuries year after year. Came over from the LA Chargers. Uh, didn't know what to really expect out of him, and. Uh, he held his own, man. When Richard Sherman went down, uh, he held his own for that whole year. They were attacking him with the with the top end wide receivers, and he was holding his own. So, uh, Jason Verrett, very very good in the slot. You'll have Kwan Williams in there. Uh, Mosley is really kind of 
the guy that I think we really want to attack. Uh, he's kind of the weak spot. So your wide receiver two is probably going to be pretty decent. Yeah, they're at twelve on there. I think you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see that bump up, bump up in there. So, San Francisco, not really a team we want to attack with a with <clears throat> with our offensive players. So we'll just go ahead and pass them by. Uh, Cleveland Browns total defense twenty fifth in the league uh, versus the rush. 19th versus the pass, 25th. versus the wide receiver one, this is Denzel Ward coverage. Fourth in the league. 18th versus the wide receiver two. 30th versus wide receiver plus. 28th versus the tight end. 23rd versus the running back in the passing game. Cleveland also has made a ton of moves this season. So let's see here. Let's see what we got on our defense here. So, all right. So, of course, we've got Miles Garrett when we're starting across this line. Uh, Malik Jackson comes in over from Philadelphia. Andrew Billings should actually return um, off the COVID opt out. Now, they did get a fourth rounder in Tommy uh, Togaya, D tackle out of Ohio State. We'll have to see if he can maybe uh, step up there, but they. Did last minute uh, they signed Damian Square, uh, who was a free agent from the Chargers. He was actually okay, uh, at least above average. Uh, finishing it off on the other side, if he can stay healthy, Jadavian Clowney paired up with Miles Garrett. They can be they can be a pretty pretty good pass rush. Now you look at their linebacking core. Uh, right now I have penciled in because their linebacking core was actually pretty weak. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu, Koromora, Moa, the inside linebacker from Notre Dame. Uh, Anthony Walker, it's actually the weak spot. Uh, and Sion Takitaki have them across the middle. Um, so they should be a little bit better against the run here. Uh, they brought in free safety John Johnson over from the L.A. Rams, uh, pairing him up with Ronnie Harrison. So um, now when you look at the secondary, uh, just from the corners here, okay, so your number, your top corner is always going to be Denzel Ward. Uh, on the other side, they drafted Greg Newsom II uh, for, out of Northwestern. And then they signed Troy Hill, also from the L.A. Rams. So two of the five spots, if you're just looking at the at the nickel, two of the five spots come over from the L.A. Rams, which means they're going to be a lot better. Um, especially with that pass rush, you can leave your corners on more one-on-one coverage. Um, defense is going to be really good. Defense is going to be really good, at least on paper, man. Um, it's going to be hard to really argue uh, with this, too. And, I mean, they can really move into the, the dime and on here, too, because they still have that rookie, sa- uh, rookie safety, second-year safety, Grant Delpritt, who got hurt last year, uh, really didn't have a, um, a rookie year. Uh, they can put him in the dime as well. He's a fast, he's a fast, fast dude. 
uh, Greedy Williams as well, man. Uh, when you have Greg Newsom coming in, the rookie, and you're moving Greedy Williams, Greedy Williams was one of those, you know, high-end. Uh, I believe Greedy was a first-rounder, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was the draft that they had two picks in the first round. But he never really lived up to it. So now he can kind of free flow, um, free flow around the secondary. Uh, they should be, like I said, they should be really, really good. Uh, the next team, though, uh, is not going to be very good, and that is the Houston Texans. So we're looking at the Texans, 30th in total defense, DVOA, 29th versus the rush, 29th versus the pass, 31st versus the wide receiver one, 30th versus wide receiver two, 26th versus wide receiver plus, 31st versus the tight end, and 25th versus the RB in the passing game. So they are in the very, you know, basically the back back eighth in total defense, and it doesn't get any fucking better this year. It really doesn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you just look at the depth chart alone, uh, you have across the front, you're going to have Malik Collins, Brandon Dunn, uh, Charles uh, Omanahu. Uh, linebackers, Whitney Mercil is Zach Cunningham, who actually isn't too bad. Uh, Christian Kirksey moves over from Green Bay, and then Shaq Lawson, who they traded for. Like Shaq Lawson had to been like, man, it, what did I do to deserve getting traded to the fucking Houston Texans? Um, safeties, Justin Reed, Lonnie Johnson, they're actually okay. Uh, and then you have your corners in Terrence, uh, Terrence Mitchell. Uh, paired up with Bradley Roby, uh, the mainstay, who's actually pretty decent. Uh, but in the slot, you will see uh, Desmond King, who comes over from Tennessee via the LA Chargers. Uh, very solid corner. I don't, I, I don't know why you would sign with the team. He obviously did it for money. He didn't want to try and win a fucking championship. So I mean, really. Really, when you look at it, and that th- uh, versus that wide receiver one uh, ranking, uh, take that one with a grain of salt because that was, you know, with Bradley Roby being kind of hurt uh, most of the year, that really kind of pushed up. Uh, so, this is a team that we're really going to want to use running backs against. Um, heavy, <laughs> heavy and hard, man. Uh, wide receiver twos, maybe. I think it's kind of being really kind of overlooked. Um, a lot of people use the wide receiver one, not thinking Roby's all you know all that in a bag of shit, but um, is what it is. Is what it is. Running backs on the ground and through the air versus the Houston Texans. Uh, last but certainly not least, for the second quarter, we get versus the Packers. Seventeenth in total defense. Eighteenth versus the rush. They actually got better last year. Uh, 15th versus the pass, 10th versus the wide receiver one, 24th versus wide receiver two. That's, of course, because you had Jair Alexander on the wide receiver one uh, and Shithead on the wide receiver twos. Uh, wide receiver plus, they were 6th, 8th versus the tight end. A lot of people wanted to attack fucking Green Bay with the tight end, and I never got it. Um, that was pretty consistent all of last year, surprisingly. Um, 27th then versus the running back in the passing game. That was really their weak spot right in there. Um, they just couldn't hold contain 
uh, versus running backs there. So uh, let's take a look at the defense here. Uh, not really all that much has really kind of changed. Uh, there are a couple key additions here. Now you across the front, you should see Tyler Lancaster uh, switching in and out with Kingsley Kiki um, there. Kenny Clark right in the middle. Dean Lowry on the, on the outside of him. This should be... I say this year in and year out, man. They grade out really well, but for whatever reason, they can't hold contain. Um, but that has a little bit more to do with whether or not their linebacking core can back them up. Uh, and that is Zadarius Smith. No problems there. Uh, Devondre Campbell, who was actually brought in from Arizona. Uh, so here, if you want to do the fucking revenge game narrative, here you go. Uh, not very big on Devondre Campbell. He does have his moments there. Um, he's better than Chris Barnes, who was there, and he's better than Oren Burks, who backs up Kamal Martin uh, right in the middle. So uh, that I can say. Uh, Preston Smith should keep his role on the outside, but I do think they're going to switch in Rashawn Gary. Kind of like what I said. They're going to have Rashawn Gary on the outside. They're going to put him on the inside as well. So you'll see him kind of dink and dunk in there. Uh, Rashawn Gary, a lot of people shit on that pick. He's good when he's on the field, and he fucking wants it, man. Uh, safeties, Darnell Savage at the free safety position. Adrian Amos at the strong safety position. Very, very solid right in there. Jair Alexander, uh, basically one of the top-rated corners in all of um, uh, uh Jesus Christ, I can't even think of <laughs> pro football focus. Um, uh, PFF, their ratings. He was like, he was the first or the second highest rated corner on their, on their site. Earned it. On the other side, you will not have shithead. Uh, I'm sorry, Kevin King on the other side. Uh, you should see the rookie Eric Stokes, uh, 29th pick in the draft out of Georgia. Uh, very, very instinctive player, uh, very, very fast. Um, he should be across from Jair Alexander, and then you'll have Chandon Sullivan in the slot again, um, who's, you know, not terrific, but he's very solid, uh, gets the job done, and that's what you want. So when you look at the Packers, if as long as they improve the their at that linebacking spot and their corners are going to be fine. So your wide receiver two is going to drop a little bit. Now he's still a rookie. You'd probably be able to attack him early. Um, so we'll have to pay attention to the Packers who they play earlier in the year. Um, a lot better at the corners, man. Uh, should be a little bit better versus the running back in the passing game. Um, you know, you move Kevin King into more of a dime, a dime spot. Uh, the other fellow rookie, Shamar Jean Charles, uh, he's a fifth rounder, but he's actually really, really good. Um, he should make kind of a difference this season too. So, but from your linebacking spots, I think they're going to get a little bit better there. Um, but that's all going to be dependent upon the Packers' offense, really kind of keeping them re uh, freshened up for the year. So we'll keep paying attention to the Aaron Rodgers situation, see how that one unfolds. So second quarter, 
their schedule just based on just based on the numbers. Just based on the numbers. Oh fuck, this thing's gonna run an hour. God damn it. Um fourteenth fourteenth hardest schedule. Uh based on record in the second quarter. Uh twenty eighth in total defense rank. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to drop quite a bit. If I can keep this highlighted here. Uh, versus the rush, 21st hardest schedule. So, Texans are about the only one that's going to stick there. It's still going to be eh, kind of sketchy. We'll have to pay attention to the Packers, um, especially if they're staying in that 3 4, which. You know, we're expecting. So, uh, versus the past 29th hardest schedule. Um, Browns got better. Uh, 49ers should be a little bit better. Browns are definitely better. Uh, Texans will be the one to attack. Packers, maybe not so much. Um, but they have had trouble with quarterbacks that'll run, but Kyler Murray doesn't want to run as much. Okay. Versus wide receiver one, 17th hardest schedule in there so we're good we're okay well not really 17th hardest hmm yeah wide receiver one deandre hopkins might have a little bit of problems in here especially with ward and roby uh alexander will give him a little bit of fit of fits in there too um wide receiver two 26 hardest schedule on the board um, so is AJ Green going to start piling up in there? Yeah, maybe, maybe in that second quarter, maybe in that second quarter versus wide receiver plus 28th, uh, hardest schedule. Okay. Uh, 21st versus tight end. Great. 32nd. So the easiest schedule versus a running back in a passing game. Um, yeah, I can still see it. I can still kind of see it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be the easiest schedule. Um, by far, but it's definitely not going to be one where we're going to sit there and go, oh my God, I'm scared. Especially with that, especially if they're able to actually get the running game going um, in there at least a little bit, they should be okay. All right, on to the third quarter. Uh, we got 49ers again, so we don't have to mess around with that. Uh, versus the Panthers. Let's take a look at the Panthers. Understand, these are going to go a little bit quicker the more that we've gone through uh, some of these defenses. So first time through is always going to take a little bit. All right, so Panthers. Let's take a look here. Let's take a look here. So 24th in total defense DVOA, 20th versus the rush, 23rd versus the pass. 12th versus the wide receiver one, 20th versus wide receiver two, 24th versus wide receiver plus, 16th versus tight end, and 29th versus running back in the passing game. Uh, let's see here. Let's see if they've gotten any better, shall we? Oh, my God, where did my mouse go? Uh, so across the front, and I do believe that you will see a little bit of a change in here too. Um, you're going to have Yeter Gross Metos. Uh, Daquan Jones, Derek Brown, and Brian Burns across the front. Uh, then in your linebacking core, you have Shaq Thompson, 
Denzel Perryman in the middle, which was a great addition from LA Chargers. Uh, and then Hassan Reddick, who comes over from Arizona. Uh, do you think Hassan Reddick could actually change up into right where Gross Matos is over there? And then that would push up Jermaine Carter Jr., or they could uh, move Frankie uh, Luvu over there or Clay Johnston. Uh, so that's kind of still a a work in progress. But the thing of it is is that they're trying to keep Jeremy Chin uh their rookie from last, uh, really good rookie from last year, um, and one of Paul Burkholz's, uh guys to watch. Um, they're trying to keep him back in kind of that secondary and that safety area. So um, it may it may behoove them to keep Reddick back there just to keep a so they don't feel like the need the need to pull Chin up. Um, Chin and Justin Burris on paper are not going to look like the best safety duo on there, but they do need people up in the front, and they were kind of playing way out of position last year. So in reality, this defense got a lot better um, in the middle for the running game, and I do believe should be a little bit better um, against running backs. But, I mean, coming down from 29th, I mean, you're still probably talking – um, a bottom, you know, like twentieth rated uh, defense versus the passing attack uh, versus the running back in the passing game. So I'm not going to get too overwhelmed with it. Uh, their corners, you're going to have Dante Jackson, AJ Bouye, uh, there, and then rookie JC Horn if he's ready to go. The eighth overall pick out of South Carolina, uh, he should start out as their slot corner. Um, and then they can actually interchange that too because they can ma- they can move AJ Bouye back into the slot and then move JC Horn to the outside if they really want to. Um, but for right now, my belief is that Horn is actually better suited to sit in that slot position. Um, and then they have plenty of options for their uh, dime corners in there, which I believe is probably going to be. Rashawn Melvin or it's going to be Rashawn Melvin or it's going to be Miles Hartsfield, I think. Now they could they could probably move Sean Chandler to free safe the back of free safety. They could probably put him in the dime as well. Uh, he's skilled enough to do that. So uh, they're going to be improved. They're not going to be you know somebody that we're going to be fearful to attack. Um, but they'll be better. They'll be a little bit better. All right, so week 11, now we're at the Seattle Seahawks. Tiptoe through the tulips. Oh, my God, why the fuck did that song come in my head? All right, so versus the Seahawks. Seattle last year, 6th in total defense, 10th versus the rush, 7th versus the pass, uh, f- uh, number one versus wide receiver one, seventeenth versus wide receiver twos, and twenty third versus wide receiver plus. Uh, yeah, it was always the top guy that you would fade. You'd always go to the secondary guy. Uh, third versus tight ends, and nineteenth versus running backs in the passing game. This defense actually improved as the season went on, um, and they got out of the habit of the kind of the high-speed offense, right? 
the passing attack. They went to more of a ground and pound type offense later in the year. And that really helped their defense kind of stay off the field and uh, not, not, you know, have the offense fucking score in like a minute, minute and a half. And then they'd have to come back on the fucking field and just keep doing that back and forth because they'd end up with the high power going against high powered offenses and just wore the shit out of them. It's not to say that this is a terrific defense by no stretch of the means, but I mean, it's a better, it's above, it's way above average. Um, when you look at it, especially on paper here. So, uh, what you have here across the front, you're going to have Carlos Dunlap, uh, Al Woods, who actually comes over from the Jaguars. He was a COVID opt-out guy. Uh, Puna Ford, my favorite name, Puna, Puna Ford. And then, uh, Alden Smith, uh, who's in fucking trouble again, or Kerry Hyder. Probably Kerry Hyder, but they're both rated about the same, so it, it doesn't really matter. Um, their backups, their backups across for the DNs and the D tackles is actually not too bad. Um, there's a lot of guys in here that could actually make a difference on a lot of other teams as well. Linebacking core is going to be Jordan Brooks, uh, Bobby Wagner in the middle as always, uh, Cody Barton. Uh, they're okay, not terrific. Um, the two outer linebackers are actually rated slightly below average. Um, so do I think they can handle it? Yeah, so running backs in the passing game probably still going to be pretty decent. Um, versus this team. Uh, your safeties, of course, are going to be Quadri Diggs and Jamal Adams, um, the mainstays. So we do we do not attack Jamal Adams no matter what we think of him. He's actually pretty decent. So uh, do not attack Jamal Adams. Do not attack the middle of the field. At corners, you're going to have Akella Witherspoon. Uh, comes over from San Francisco. Uh, they're pairing him up with Trey Flowers over there. They did bring in uh, Pierre Desaire, uh, who was backing up in Baltimore. Pierre Desaire, man, ever since his downfall over in Indianapolis. I mean, he went to the Jets, uh, Baltimore, and now he's here in Seattle. So he's getting old, getting a little long in the tooth. Um, uh, I'd like to see him resurrect his career, but I don't think it's going to happen here. Uh, Ugo Amadi is going to be the slot corner. Um, no matter what, Ugo Amadi is rated. Ugo Amadi is a guy that we were attacking consistently with slot receivers. Remember that slot wide receivers against your nickel corner. Um, dime corner is probably going to be Desir. Uh, I do see him making a team. Uh, the only other guy that could really maybe make it difference is probably their rookie their fourth round rookie trey brown corner out of oklahoma uh they only had like what three draft picks this year so they made them count as much as possible so you have to you have to think that that was just kind of a guy that they were really targeting and they wanted to get somebody that they knew could get on the field right away so that is seattle now, who's the last one for the third quarter? Ooh, the Chicago Bears. They're going to play at the Chicago Bears. Oh, my God. Can I pull up the NFC North? Where's my turtle? 
Where's my fucking turtle? It's not a pointer. It's a fucking turtle. That's what it is. Fuck off. Leave me alone. All right. So finish up the third quarter. Bears, eighth in total defense, fourth versus the rush, uh, 13th versus the pass, second versus wide receiver one, 10th versus wide receiver two, 32nd versus, so worst in the league versus wide receiver plus, uh, 19th versus the tight end, and second versus running backs in the passing game. Uh, We take a look here. Um, We have across the front, you have Mario Edwards. Oh, who came over? Oh, good God. Do not yawn, please. Uh, who came over from uh, New Orleans last season? Uh, Eddie Goldman should return from the COVID opt out. Backing him up would be Billy Nichols if he if they do decide not to go with him. Uh, and then, of course, Akeem Hicks, who they tried to trade this offseason. So we'll see how well that works out for him. Uh, in your linebacking core, pretty. Uh, stable group, Robert Quinn, Danny Trevathan, bastard piece of shit, Danny Trevathan, uh, Roquan Smith, and Khalil Mack. Danny Trevathan is actually the place to attack uh, as far as the linebackers are concerned. Uh, safety position, you're looking at Tayshawn Gibson at the free safety position. Eddie Jackson, no matter if he's rated as average, uh, you do not attack Eddie Jackson. Uh, have Nothing but respect for him. Uh, your corners, Jalen Johnson, who's going to cover your wide receiver one, so he's pretty damn good. Um, pretty damn good, but we had attacked him from time to time. Um, so when you look at, where is it? Second versus wide receiver ones, that's going to move, that's going to move down. That's, uh, Jalen Johnson was more of the guy with the second rank versus the wide receiver twos. Uh, Kyle Fuller, who was cut uh, for salary reasons, and then moved on to Denver. So Jalen Johnson is going to be your guy who's going to cover your wide receiver ones. Desmond Trufant, uh, cast away from Detroit, uh, from Atlanta. Uh, he's going to be on the other side, backed up by Artie Burns. You're going to have Duke Shelley in the slot. Uh, probably your dime corner in here is going to be Artie Burns, uh, who did not play last year. Um, so outside of really the safeties, this secondary is a fucking mess. Um, we're going to actually be able to throw on the Chicago Bears. Uh, and this is going to be a really fucking good spot for, um, it's going to be a really good fucking spot for DeAndre Hopkins. In fact, outside of really kind of the 49ers, the Panthers, Seahawks, and Bears. Let me look at this again. Panthers, Seahawks, and Bears. Yeah. Yeah. I, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a field day in this third quarter. So... Let's take a look at the third quarter here. 22nd ranked, uh, hardest uh, schedule based just solely on record. Uh, ninth in total defense, though. So it's a tough, it's tough. This is the start of their tough stretch, uh, according to this. But like I said, there's still some stuff that we can find in here. Uh, second hardest rushing schedule 
according to last year. Uh, 16th hardest schedule versus the pass. Hardest schedule versus the wide receiver ones. Told you that actually is going to move up. You're going to be fine with that one. Uh, 11th hardest schedule versus the wide receiver two. So that's dropped from the second quarter. 32nd. Uh, so the the easiest schedule versus the wide receiver plus, so that might be something sneaky for DFS. I wouldn't trust anything for seasonal. Uh, seventh, hardest schedule versus tight end, and 23rd, hardest schedule versus the running back in the passing game. So uh, our running backs are actually coming into kind of focus here, but just, just in the passing game. Second quarter is definitely going to be by far and away their best quarter here. So pay attention to that. Last quarter here. Uh first team we've already gone over, we've gone through the LA Rams. Uh so we will bypass there. We have three more teams that we need to go through here because the last one is actually Seahawks again. So, let's go to week 15. Let's look at the Detroit Lions. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Here we go. Uh, so your front, your front here. Um, no, we need to go through this. We need to go through this first. So, Lions, thirty-second in total defense, twenty-seventh versus the rush, thirty-second versus the pass, thirtieth versus the wide receiver one, twenty-eighth versus the wide receiver two. 19th versus the wide receiver plus, 21st versus your tight ends, and 32nd versus running backs in the passing game. This was a really, really big uh, spot to attack with the running backs here. Um, now, they did make some moves. Let's see what we have going on here. Uh, across your front, you have Michael Brockers, who was traded, who was also uh, traded over from... Uh, four from the L.A. Rams. Nick Williams in the middle. Uh, and then you have rookie. You should have rookie Levi on Wazariki. I didn't say it right. D-tackle out of Washington. Uh, that should be your front three. Um, new defensive coordinator in Aaron Glenn. I got to really pick up some video on on and read up on what he's going to do. He's going to switch it from a three. He's going to switch back and forth between the three, four, and four, three. He's already said that. Sounds like they may try to stay. He wants to stay in a little bit more base, but I think he admits that he's going to probably end up in the nickel and dime a little bit more uh, because of the passing offenses. So we'll see what happens. But linebacking core, Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, uh, Jelani Tavai, who is the major weak spot in that linebacking core. Uh, And then Romeo Aquara on the strong side there. So uh, linebacking core is okay. Um, They should be a little bit improved with uh, the improvements across the defensive line here. Uh, But Tavai is definitely the guy that you want to attack, especially with the running attack. And that's going to probably, Lions are going to be hurting, I think, early. They could pick it up later, but their their secondary is not very good. Uh, free safety, Tracy Walker. Sa- uh, strong safety, Will Harris. They're both slightly below, rated sl- slightly below average. 
Uh, your corners, you're looking at Quentin Dunbar on one side. Amani Aru Waware. Remember that guy? Yeah, that's the guy that we consistently attacked last season. Uh, in the slot, their number one pick from last year, Jeff Akuda, is slated there right now. Dunbar, Akuda, neither one rated out very well. They've rated out as, you know, uh, pretty poor. But this secondary is going to be something that we can attack um, pretty consistently. Uh, definitely, definitely with the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, let's see here. I think it's our last AFC South team, isn't it? Yep. The Indianapolis Colts, last but certainly not least. Let's take a look at them. So they are seventh from last year. Uh, seventh in total defense. Ninth uh, versus the rush. Eighth versus the pass. Eighteenth versus the wide receiver one. Eighth versus the wide receiver two. Seventeenth versus the wide receiver plus. Fourth versus the tight end. Eighteenth versus the running back in the passing game. Uh, so, man, really gets fucking that back. That last quarter, man, that last quarter for DeAndre Hopkins. This could be a late surge for him. Everybody quit fucking texting me, please. Uh, so we will take a look here at the at the front line here. You got Dale <laughs> Odejabo on one side, Grover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, and Quiddy Pay. You got the two rookies who should uh, cover both edges. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, a lot of people did, are, were not happy with them taking both of those guys, you know, in round one and then in round two. But they they knew they needed the pass rush. Their pass rush was lacking. That's why their secondary sometimes was beatable. So. I mean, they could have used a linebacker because you still have uh, Bobby Okarecki, weak side linebacker. Oy. Zare Franklin in the middle and Darius Leonard, uh, you know, super stud right there. So, really, their linebacking core is okay. I wish, I I, I wish they would have upgraded Okarecki, but it is what it is. The safety positions, you got free safety, Julian Blackman, and then you have uh, strong safety, Kari Wills. Um, they did draft an interesting safety, Sean Davis, out of Florida. Uh, he can actually play strong safety or free safety, so he'll be interesting. Uh, he also could be involved in the dime packages as well. One side, you're going to have Xavier Rhodes uh, at corner. On the other side, Rock Yasin. Uh, Xavier Rhodes actually did play really, really well last year. Um, but, I mean, he was still, you know, it was 18th versus the wide receiver one, so he was still getting beat there. Rocky Sin was actually having the better year, um, technically, um, but still didn't rate out nearly as well. It's kind of funny. Uh, in the slot, you'll have Kenny Moore back in there, so definitely not a guy that we really want to attack. Uh, well, TJ Carey, TJ Carey is probably going to be your 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 dime corner. Probably going to be your dime corner. So 
this is still not a defense that I really want to attack. But like I said, um, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be fine. I'm probably not going to attack with the running backs in here, but it kind of is what it is. So let's see here. Last but certainly not least, last team we need to talk about, (laughs) the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Oh, these numbers actually were a lot better than I thought they were going to be, but uh, 23rd in total defense, 23rd versus the rush, 21st versus the pass. 25th versus wide receiver one, 32nd versus wide receiver two, 18th versus wide receiver plus, 29th versus tight end, six versus running back in the passing game because they didn't need him. So cross your front line here. You're going to have Randy Gregory, Osa Odigbazawa. Good God. The rookie out of UCLA. Neville Gallimore, who's actually the weakest spot here. And Demarcus Lawrence on the outside. At linebackers, you should see Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, and Micah Parsons. If Vander Esch and Jalen Smith don't really step up, you're going to have a nice little fucking hole right through Gallimore, uh, right up through the middle there. Uh, and I doubt that the safeties, uh, DeMonte Kazee and Donovan Wilson, can really do anything about it, um, no matter how good they are. Secondary, uh, the corners are going to consist of Trayvon Diggs on one side, Anthony Brown on the other, as it had been last year. And then Calvin Joseph, I have penciled in the second rounder uh, out of Kentucky, should bump Jordan Lewis out of that spot. So he's going to be somebody that we're going to want to attack early later in the year, though. I think he's going to be a little bit better. This defense... This defense, if it stays together, it could get that little bit of that oomph that we saw last year, where from off and on, you know, every once in a while they would face a team that they were actually matched up pretty well with and they'd hold their own. Um, but early, uh, this is where we do still want to attack Cowboys early, early, early in the season. So we look at the fourth quarter numbers based on record. Uh, this is the 11th hardest schedule in the fourth quarter, uh, but we don't pay attention to that. Uh, ninth in ninth hardest schedule according to total defense, 10th hardest schedule according to rush defense, 8th hardest schedule according to the pass defense, okay? 19th hardest schedule wide receiver one, so we're still good with DeAndre Hopkins here. 20th uh, versus the wide receiver two, so... AJ Green, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll have to see how the old man does. Wide receiver plus, they're 22nd. If we get an established wide receiver plus, a third guy in here, um, that's going to be really helpful. But for right now, we really don't know who that's going to be. Um, Moving on to tight end, eighth hardest schedule versus tight end, that's fine. We don't care. Uh, And then 13th hardest schedule versus the running back. Go back to first half. Your first half of your season, we're going to do, we did the quarters. Let's do the halves real quick, and then we'll do full season. Uh, 19th hardest schedule according to uh, record. 32nd hardest schedule. So easiest schedule on the board in the first half uh, according to total defense. 24th in rush defense. 32nd in pass defense. So uh, easiest schedule in the first half. 
23rd versus wide receiver one, which is good for Hopkins. Eighth versus wide receiver two, not good for A.J. Green. Uh, 30th versus wide receiver plus, again, if we can find the guy. 29th versus tight end, not going to do it. 24th versus running backs in the passing game. So really good first half for either uh, Chase Edmonds or... um, Oh my God! Why am I brain farting? It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Uh, James Conner. So now we're looking at the second half. So it's the fourteenth hardest schedule on the board according to just straight schedule, uh, but it is seventh hardest schedule in total defense. Fourth versus the rush. Tenth versus the pass. Seventh versus the wide receiver one, uh, but it's DeAndre Hopkins, and we've talked about a couple of spots where he should be really good to finish out that year, uh, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, 15th versus the wide receiver two, uh, 32nd versus the wide receiver plus, 4th versus tight end, 21st versus the running back. Season as a whole, guys that we're definitely going to look at, okay, Guys that we're definitely going to look at. And we'll go through the ADPs next year. 13th hardest schedule according to strength of schedule. Or according to records, okay? But, according to total defense, 22nd on the year. So it's very good. Uh, 11th hardest schedule versus the rush. Uh, We've kind of talked about this. And... Luckily, the two guys are value guys. We'll go through it real quick. Um, But if they weren't value guys, it would be guys that we would skip probably, to be completely honest with you, if they were fourth or fifth rounders. Uh, 26, hardest schedule versus the pass. So very good. Very good for Kyler Murray, actually. Um, But whether or not he's going too high, that's the question. Uh, Ninth, hardest schedule versus the wide receiver one. It doesn't matter. DeAndre Hopkins, we went through it. He should be fine. Ninth hardest schedule versus the wide receiver two. Uh, there is spots for A.J. Green in here. So it's quite possible to take a shot late. We'll have to see what happens in the training camp. 32nd versus the wide receiver plus. Talked about it. 11th versus tight end. They don't really have a tight end. And 23rd hardest schedule versus running backs in the passing game. So we will look specifically at Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray at quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins, a little bit of A.J. Green. We're not going to look at the tertiary guys. That would be like Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore. Uh, We're not going to worry about them. Keyshawn Johnson, we're not worried about them. Not right now. Want to see who emerges. Uh, Running backs, James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Uh, for this offense, for the running backs, I'll take the guy that's lowest, and that has typically been James Conner. Um, Chase Edmonds has been overdrafted, in my opinion. So let's take a look here. And we're going to do this real quick because I guarantee you I'm sitting at a fucking hour right now. Oh, yeah, hour and three minutes. Terrific. So... We're looking at Kyler Murray. He is QB3, being drafted as QB3, uh, 40th overall pick. So in the fourth round, no, I'm not taking him. 
I'm not taking anybody. I'm not taking. I don't think I'm going to take anybody in the fourth or even fifth round. Uh, so if that's where they're going to go, that's where they're going to go. Now, most home league drafts, most of your quarterbacks will slide back a little bit farther. Um, so if you're telling me Kyler Murray and say the sixth, maybe the seventh, yeah, I can take. A look, I can definitely take a look at it. Uh, moving on to running backs, we got to find our running backs. Where, hey, hey, where are we? Where are we, Arizona running backs? Do, 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 do. Got to find them. Got to find them. There's Chase Edmonds. Uh, Chase Edmonds is going off as RB28, so he's going off as an RB3. Uh, 68th overall pick. That has dropped two from the previous week. Um, let's see who's around him. Uh, for the three right in front of him, Kareem Hunt, Mike Davis, Javante Williams, probably like all three. Uh, behind the three behind him, Melvin Gordon, Michael Carter, and Raheem Mostert, probably taking the shot on Michael Carter. To be completely honest with you, in that spot, uh, Trey Sermon is also going to move up draft boards here pretty fucking soon when people realize that uh, they're letting him slip back to uh, pick ninety. From pick 88, get your Trey Sermon shares now in your best ball drafts, okay? Um, it's neither here nor there, though. We're talking about Arizona, but I kind of slipped that in there. Uh, also, get your Javante Williams shares because there's talk that he is going to take that fucking job and roll with it from week one. Uh, James Conner is going as RB40. So he is going as an RB4, pick 110. So you're getting about a, what? Jesus Christ. You're getting uh, like a 42 pick uh, thing of value in there. So, yeah, James Conner is going to be really going to be the guy uh, that I'm going to look at because they're going to split that role. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Uh, don't believe anybody that says that they definitively know who's going to be the starter there. So DeAndre Hopkins, as we move to wide receiver, he is the wide receiver four. He's going off at pick 17. He has been stabilized like that for the last four weeks. Uh, that is still a terrific value. He should be going up more towards the beginning of the second round. Uh, so if you're telling me that you're getting more of a mid to late range, take him, snag him. Get him. We like DeAndre Hopkins a lot this year. A lot. Uh, Arizona, Arizona. Let's see where A.J. Green is going. Oh, my God. Where is he? Okay, so rookie Rondell Moore is actually going before A.J. Green. Uh, Rondell Moore is a guy that I really... He's kind of like that little fucking jackknife, right? He's going to be good for best ball. He's not going to be good for your seasonal teams. He's going off as wide receiver 63, pick 168. Now, you can scoff at that and go, well, you know, you can take a shot on it. Well, when are you going to fucking play him? Okay, A.J. Green should be the definite number two. That's why they brought him in to be across from uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So you're telling me he's going off as wide receiver 65, Pick 178, that's a very back end of your fucking draft. Yeah, that's the guy that you want, okay? That is by far and away the guy that you want. 
tight ends we're not going to worry about at all. Um, so we're kind of we're kind of done with that now. If you look at in terms of their defense, if you look at the offensive charts on the strength of schedule, not really a lot of teams that I really want to go against. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to pass on the Arizona team defense and special teams. So I was hoping for 45 minutes. We're over an hour. It's fine. It's good. It's all it is. We just got to get through it. We're going to pound through them. I'm going to try and put one out every day as much as humanly possible. Now there is going to be some days where I just can't do it because I just need to shut the brain off for a little bit, but we're going to do all 32 teams. We're going to do it all like this should go a little bit quicker. The more teams that we get through, uh, on the team schedules. So number one in the books, 31 more to go. Let's do it. Let's work towards those championships. Peace. I'm out.